0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify or wherever you get your favorite podcasts and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Welcome into At the Podium episode 5.5. I am your host Michael Kist. This is all brought to you, of course, by SP Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Look, today we get to hear Jim Schwartz talk about our boy Jalen Mills. By the way, if you missed it, bleedinggreennation.com, I posted a piece about my thoughts on Jalen Mills and the current situation with him, whether we should bench him or not. Go check that out. But for right now, we've got two press conferences. We've got Micro first, and then we're going to follow up with Jim Schwartz and his thoughts on the defense. So Micro is going to explain what's going on with the offense because they're stalling out a bit, they're struggling can't deny that and then jimmy schwartz is going to talk about the struggles that are going on with the defense with this two and three philadelphia eagles team Me and Ben will be recording tonight. That's Tuesday night for a Wednesday release. We'll be reviewing some of the film. The problem with reviewing the all 22 of this Vikings-Eagles game is that NFL Game Pass has decided to go on the Fritz. And the game is completely out of order on the Game Pass app. Very hard to watch and get a, uh, a good feel for the game flow and everything like that. So might have to watch some some broadcast film, and we'll be talking about the offensive line, the defensive secondary struggles, all all that kind of stuff, along with getting you caught up with some of the rumors and some of the shakings and movings uh, on the roster here, potential trade targets and whatnot. So a ton of things to talk about. That's coming up soon. But for now, enjoy At The Podium 5.5.
1: Sorry I'm late, guys. Short week here.
2: How how much – you guys miss Jay and what's the plan to
1: kind of move on without him? Well I mean Jay is a big part of what we've done so uh, it, it's a you know an injury that will impact us here until uh, you know we get, we get the guys back out there and Wendell is um, he's done a really nice job in the in the playing time that he's gotten thus far in the season really pleased with his production he's done a nice job. Um, Corey's progressing with his injury and uh, you know we, we're happy with the guys that we got we think we still have talented players to be able to um, you know, be really good at the running back position.
0: Mike Doug's talked about the self-inflicted wounds. On the plays where guys just aren't getting lined up correctly, I mean, what do you see in there? How, how do you kind of eliminate those mistakes?
1: Well, I mean, we, we obviously um, we don't condone those kind of mistakes, and, and um, the guys that are responsible for that, um, you know, we've talked to those guys, and um, those things can't happen. I mean, they just, they just can't happen. That, that's, that's simple football, and We've got to get out of the huddle. We've got to get lined up. we got to you know know where we're supposed to be and, and uh, you know, what our assignment is. So um, we've got to do a better job collectively of, of uh, I guess, teaching that. And then when we get out there, you know, everybody's got to know what to do and where they're supposed to line up. And just those things have to be eliminated. Yeah, Isaac's – we've been talking about Isaac throughout the course of training camp. He's had a strong training camp. He's played multiple positions for us. Um, he's got a lot of athleticism. He's played with a lot of confidence. and. Um, was able to, uh, you know, not only, uh, hear the calls, but, but, but make calls and recognize things out there on the run. He's de- he's done a nice job and, and earned himself some playing time.
2: How much of a concern is the ball security with Carson and, and the fumbles and what can you guys do to kind of eliminate
1: that? Well, obviously we don't want to have any, um, you know, turnovers in the game. And, um, so we got to do continue to stress, uh, you know, our pocket security in there and, and, uh. And um, we just got to do, do a better job all around. I mean, there's a lot of different factors that are involved with that. So we all know what they are. And and um, we got to take care of the ball. I mean, we we got an excellent defense. Um, if we don't, you know, put them in a bad position, we know that we're going to be in each and every game and have, have more our, our chance to win. So we got to do a good job take care of the ball.
2: Last year, you guys brought Jay in, like, in the middle of the season. You are able to get him up to speed and everything. If you guys were to go, you know, bring in someone from the outside and running back, I mean, would you be able to do that? I know you have, like, obviously, this weekend off after the game, but, you know, would that take time? Would you be able to do it?
1: Well, I think with any any new player, um, regardless of who you're talking of, um, yeah, there's a learning cr- curve involved, but, you know, Deuce uh, is an outstanding teacher and did a great job of, of getting Jay ready last year, and Jay was able to contribute, um, you know, very, very early in his time here, and, so, um, you know, we have a lot of good coaches here. You know, whatever position that might be, that's, that's part of the
0: job. As confident as you are in the four running backs you have, Jay is physically a different type of running back. Can, can that be replaced, or, or do you need to adjust the running game without Jay?
1: Um, yeah, well, we're going to miss Jay's physicality for sure. Um, so, I mean, to sit here and say that, you know, we won't miss Jay, I think, you know, uh, isn't fair. I mean, Jay, Jay is an excellent running back, but um, you know we've gotten these guys a lot of experience. Um, they've played in, in, in enough games to be able to go out there and play well and to be able to run our system. So we're confident what they can do.
2: On chemistry is a big deal along the offensive line. Did you talk to? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the beginning. Uh, chemistry is a big deal along the offensive line. Did you speak with Jason Peters or Jason Kelsey prior to making a change at guard, or were they consulted at all?
1: were they consulted about a change? No, we, we spoke as a, as a staff and we're always evaluating everything ourselves um, you know, each individual player and, and their position, how they're playing. And um, you know, that's how that decision was made. Returns, could he kind of take over um, sort of a feature back role or, or will it be more of a split uh, rotation? Well, you know, we're just, we're just hoping to get Corey back um, to being Corey. You know, he's, he's been battling and I know he's been working really hard these last couple of weeks to, to get healthy and made made enough progress to be active last week, so uh, a few more days, I think he'll he'll be feeling a, a little bit better. And um, you know, he's a versatile player. He, he's he's good. He really runs well between the tackles. He can be that physical uh, style running back that we're talking about that that Jay is. Plus, he's you know he's an outstanding receiver out of the backfield. So um, he gives us a lot of versatility back there.
2: When you talk about uh, pass protection as a whole. How much difference does it make for the guys up front when you have a quarterback willing to extend plays, willing to hold on to the ball a little
1: bit longer? How much how much difference does it make? Yeah. In what kind of way? As far as pass protection,
2: as far as for the guys up front, the offensive line, right. is there a big difference when you have a quarterback who's willing uh, to try to extend plays?
1: You mean in the pocket or outside the pocket? Well, I mean, we know that, that Carson uh, – you know, he's, he's, he's tough as nails, and he'll hang in that pocket and, um, you know, give every, uh, the guys uh, every chance to make make plays down the field and get open. So, um, you know, they, they don't have an egg timer in their head up front in terms of, you know, how long they're blocking. They know that they got to strain their gut to the echo of the whistle, and, and I think that they know that. And then with his ability to get out and extend plays, I mean, that's unique. And, um, you know, so I, I think that they love that, the fact that he can get himself out of trouble. Run pass ratio, and just looking, stepping back, and looking at it from a big picture point of view. Yeah, we know, we all know that we want to be balanced, and we and we know that we're a very effective running team. And um, you know, circumstances dictate uh, the calls. You know, each and every week, you, you know, sometimes you, you get off track, of maybe the way you intended to play the game. Um, and you know, that goes to back to, to starting and 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 scoring earlier, uh, which which keeps the run more involved, but. Um, we did a lot, uh, a lot last week where we came out in the second half and and run the ball right down the field. And we we know that we need to be balanced, and we know that we're we're at our best when we are balanced. So um, there's certainly a, a conversation about that.
0: Well, along those Zach lines, having a pretty impressive season, have you noticed the defense is adjusting to kind of the amount of targets that he's getting?
1: Well, I mean, I think that if if you're preparing for the Eagles, that you're aware of where Zach is. So. Um, I wouldn't say that, you know, there's there's anything that we're seeing that we wouldn't have expected. And, um, you know, we do our our due diligence, too, to try to put him in position to to help him so that we can keep him out of those circumstances. Following up, on you mentioned the slow starts. I think you guys
2: have three touchdowns in the first half this year in five games. When you look at film, what are you seeing different early than you're seeing in the second half when you guys have been more productive?
1: Um, you know, I, we, we've talked about some of the self-inflicted uh, you know issues that we've had, so uh, I don't know. We, it's as much about us as, as about who we're playing, and and um, we have to eliminate those. And that's that's something that we're all evaluating. You know, myself, I, I'm looking at ourselves, the coaches. We're you know we're having those kind of conversations. What can we be doing better? Right. Is there you know is there is it scheme? Um, you know is it is it you know as simple as an alignment error? Those kinds of things that put you behind the change that um, you know make make it harder to get drives generated. So. Um, we're, we're looking at everything, and we know that it's not what we want it to be. And uh, we're going to keep working, and we're going to get it done.
0: In terms of situational football, red zone, third downs, even starter games, how much are you looking at Monday to Saturday, and what could be be adjusted in terms of the game planning?
1: How much are we looking at?
0: At the game planning <laughs> and what you can do preparation wise.
1: Well, I mean, we we're preparing for the situations, you know, throughout the course of each week based based on the day. I mean, that's how it's kind of set up with your first and second down um emphasis on on Wednesday and then Thursday is your third down and then Friday is your red zone. So, you know, that 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 system is in place and that routine is in place for us. So, I mean, we're evaluating those situations each and every week and, and, and who we're playing and what their tendencies are, and we're putting those game plans together, you know, each night. Um, and we haven't had the success uh, that we would like. You know, we've, we've, we've really done a nice job in most of these games of, of driving the ball between the 20s, um, but we're not getting the points that we want. We're not finishing the drives the way that we want. We, we expect to. So, again, it goes back to – Evaluating the scheme—is it—is it scheme related? Is it you know a self-inflicted wounds? Is it you know a physical error? Which you know all those things happen, and it's it's a combination of everything I think sometimes. I mean, we've had um, obviously there's been instances where all of us could say, "I wish we had had done something a little bit better." You, um, you, you, mention, you mentioned Carson being tough as nails, Mike, is there any concern with a bigger guy like that, that that's willing to hang in the pocket and take hits that? The kind of the collective uh, absorption that, that, that takes its toll on, on a yeah. guy's body like that? Yeah, I mean, we don't want to see him taking any undue hits. I mean, nobody wants to see their quarterback um, taking more hits than, than is necessary. So, uh, sure, I mean, we're, we're always concerned. It wouldn't matter whether it be Carson or anybody else back there playing for us. Um, we want to keep him upright. And, um, you know, let's, that's he can help himself sometimes uh, with that too. Uh, and, and knowing you know when to fold them I guess um, but it's again it's it's not just one guy it's it's all of us involved with with that and want we don't want him to take any more hits than necessary.
0: Third down, Given the success that you guys had last year on third down especially third and long are you seeing defenses attack you any differently in those situations?
1: Well I mean I, th- I think that we probably had unprecedented success in that third and long si- situation to to sustain that is is, is very challenging and. We need to do better there. Um, but we need to try to keep ourselves out of that position more often. We, you know, we're finding ourselves in that position too frequently. So we need to do better on first, second down, and put ourselves in more manageable uh, third down situations. Jason Kelsey said uh, after the game that games up front were giving the offensive line a lot of trouble. Why do you think that is? What what's been the issue there? I don't know. I mean, Jason's as good as there is in terms of communication and making the line calls. Um, you know those guys have played a long time together, and uh, I wouldn't say that that they're having a, a significant amount of trouble with those things. Um, so I'm not quite sure where you know where he was going with that. Um, you probably have to ask Jason for more clarification on that one. All
0: right, thanks, Evan. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. What's the coaching point to Michael Bennett and the pass rushers after after played
2: it? You know. Um, it's, uh, it, that, that's a really unfortunate play. And I think for the most part this year we've been able to avoid plays like that. Um, we coach guys to try to stay in the strike zone. Uh, but sometimes they're going to be pushed off their feet, sometimes they're not. Um, our coaching point when they are off their feet is to try to swipe the leg and not have forcible contact. I mean, I think that's a judgment call whether that was forceful or not. I know we can bring a lot more force than that. And Mike was trying to do the right thing. Obviously that was a big play in the game. Um, sometimes you're going to get a foul when you're not trying to. Sometimes there's going to be a guy that's uh, going to hit the quarterback in the head because he ducks the head. There's strict liability on defense. It's tough, uh, tough situation, but we got to deal with it. Wasn't the
1: strikes though above the knee and kind of on the guy's ass and
0: thigh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not up to it's not up to us to officiate. It's uh, it's up to us to play to the officiating. And I th- and like I said, I think we've done a pretty good job all year. Of avoiding situations like that, we've seen some around the league. Um, you know, this one, uh, this one bit us a little bit. It was a big play in that game. We got you know, to to go from a sack, and um, you know, potentially, potentially either getting them out of field goal range or holding them to a field goal, to moving the ball and a touchdown. You know, there's probably half a dozen plays you could point to as a play of the game, and and that was one of them. Um, you know, he's trying his best to get the quarterback on the ground. He's not trying to get a foul right there.
0: think
2: um, brought, some, brought some energy to us. Um, it shows great range. Um, you know, he picked things up extremely quick. But I said that last week, when you play the nickel position, you basically play a safety position for us. Um, you know, and then, um, you know, when Corey got hurt early in that game, that really changed the dynamic of how much he was going to play. Um, he was up for it. You know, I think if, if the end of the game went a little bit different, um, you'd point to that play that... Um, when uh, when we had them backed up, we went for the sack. I mean, I got aggressive with a call right there and put uh, put the corner on an island. They were able to complete the pass. I mean, I was going for the sack, strip, touchdown, safety, whatever it was, and we were inches away. This is a game of inches. Anyway, uh, corner got beat. Avante did a great job controlling that situation, slowed that guy down, and that was probably four points on that play. Got him got him slowed down, and that's a that's a tough play to make in the middle of the field like that. Like I said earlier in the week, those are two talented receivers with the ball in their hand, and uh, I thought that was a sign of good things from
1: Avante. Obviously, you put him there because of necessity, but um, what's his ceiling of that position, and could that be a position for him long term?
2: Yeah, you know, we like corners that are safeties that have corner in the background. Um, you know, he's not ideal size, but he is ideal quickness and range and, um, you know, eyes for the football, the things we liked ad- liked from him as a nickel. We also like from him as a safety. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see going forward. I mean, that's where we are right now. Speaking of the quarterback getting beaten, how how would you rate it, uh, Jalen's play? Other than that play, you know, you Jalen's know. made a lot of plays for him. I mean, that, bit, that first third down stop, um, gets his hand on balls, plays great technique. I, I put that I put the the play he gave up. I put that more on me than him. I mean, I, I put him on a big island. Um, you know, and, and we were aggressive there. We had them backed up. We needed a momentum change. They had just, we had just fumbled the ball. Um, you know, we, we're, we're trying to get the sack. We're inches away from doing that. Quarterback put it up. You know, I mean, it's one of those things when you're a corner, you're going to get beat. I thought he bounced back well from that within the game and battled and, um, you know, did all the things a corner's going to do. But, you know, I, I think it's just life, uh, life as a corner. If you make a mistake, if you give up a play, it's it's there for everybody to see. You can't hide it. Where linebacker, defensive lineman, you know, anybody else that makes a mistake, um, you know, it might go unnoticed. That's just the hat that those guys wear, and um, they can't lose confidence because they give up a play. So, I mean, there's a running theme, though, when more he... In control? I mean, does he have to maybe play just a little bit more in control with his emotions? Is, his emotions? Yeah, yeah I mean, he, looked like he was maybe a little out of control toward the end of that game. I didn't see that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a competitive game, and you want guys to be competitive. You want guys to, you know, to keep their keep their uh, energy up and things like that. I mean, th- that stuff goes on a million times on the sideline, whether it's one group talking to another, a player talking to another. I, that, that's that's not an unusual situation. I like I like the fact that he was combative. That he was. You know, getting back. The one thing you don't want from a corner is shell shocked, and, you know, Jalen's never been that way. i a guy, and uh, defensive tackle is not really a numbers position. Are you getting enough out of Destiny when he's out there? Um, I think just across the board, I'd say we, we need more production um, from our D line in general, um, our entire defense in general. Um, we're playing a lot of games that come down to one play. And uh, we've been one play short. We need somebody, whether it's Destiny, whether it's, you know, whoever, Fletch, um, Jordan Hicks, Nigel Bradham, Malcolm Jenkins. Um, you know, we need to we need to find a way to get that one more play. And there's a fine line there between pressing, trying to do too much, and, and just doing your job. Sometimes plays don't come to those guys. Sometimes, um, you know, runs don't come to them, and you might not notice. A guy might not get a tackle, but... He's in the right spot, and somebody else gets a tackle. So we're, we're worried about our whole defense being efficient, not really the production of one player. If our defense can make that one extra play a game, that'll put us over the top. That's what we're looking for. You
0: mentioned specific type of things with Jalen a couple of minutes ago? How would you assess his overall game against the
2: Lightning? Yeah, you you guys know I don't I don't um, I never do that in the media. I think he, he did play with good technique. I think that part of that, like I said, I was very aggressive in that call. And uh, that puts corners on an island, and you know that's a little bit of the cost of doing business with corners. I'm not going to make every one of those plays. We recognize that, but I'd rather take uh, I'd rather take that and know that we were aggressive and we went after the quarterback right there, and they made the play rather than us. Then have laid back there and tried to tried to bleed it out, particularly at that point in the game. They were getting the ball out quick. Kirk was getting it out quick. That's. Sort of a trait of Eli at this point as well. How, how do you kind of stop that? Because those quick throws uh, in the yards after the catch. Yeah, well, I think that's the, the you're you're on a, you're right on it. It's the yards after the catch. The quick throws aren't the things that get you. And I think in, in the um, you know when you look back at the Vikings, um, it wasn't that they were getting those catches. They were a lot of times catching the ball for one yard gain, zero yard yard, yard gain when they were throwing the ball out there. It's um, it's the run after the catch. It's limiting that. There's some scheme stuff that I can help those guys with. Um, you know, I thought late in the game we made some good adjustments. There's a play on our sideline where Malcolm and Darby um, had a very short pass and, and they, uh, they triangulated the guy and, and made a made a really good play. But there's some stuff I can do to help them. But you know sometimes um, you know that there's a there's a method behind the offense. You know, they're throwing those quick passes. They're, they're trying to get you up, get you up, get you up to, you know, take that. And there's some discipline that goes along with that. we got to be a good tackling team. They have some guys that can run after to catch Odell Beckham, obviously, and, uh, and, um, and Barkley. Barkley's, you know, a lot of times like a wide receiver, and uh, he's a guy that can get two yards, three yards, four yards. And then all of a sudden, break one for you know thirty-eight or you know sixty or whatever he can do. He's a big-play guy. We're going to to do a good job tackling him, and he catches a lot of short passes out of the backfield. Looks a little different than the wideouts, but he catches short passes and screens and stuff like that. And he has the ability to break it if we're not uh, if we're not one hundred percent where we're supposed to be. Jim, what's the challenge you face in getting them physically ready in such a short period of time? Yeah, you know. when, it, when it's a short week, Monday never feels right. You never feel like you're – I mean, because you're, you're into almost a Thursday. You know, today you never feel like you're right. But by the time we get to tomorrow night, we get at the stadium. I mean, we get at the hotel. We have our Saturday night meetings. It feels like a Saturday to the players. And, um, and then they, they gas it up on Thursday night. I mean, there's – you can go on fumes for a game. I mean, it's hard to go play on short rest for multiple weeks in a row, but we don't have to. We got to do it this one time, so uh, we got to, you know, we did it last year on the road at, at Carolina, um, some similar situations. We had some injury situations, and uh, we're able to were able to get the, that energy going. I think that uh, our players know what time it is. They, they know how important this game is.
0: You talked about Fletcher Cox's leadership. He said he was just being a good teammate there, trying to uh, get Jalen to move on to kind of the next play. Do you like Seeing that out of him, and is that an example
2: of that leadership? Yeah, I think Fletch has really stepped his leadership up this year, and that comes along with being a great player. Um, you know that that's him. You know, Fletch is one of those guys. He can play with emotion, and but he seems like he always has a smile on his face. Other guys are a little bit different. Everybody has a little different uh, personality. We certainly embrace that, um, but it means a lot when when players um, you know when players step in and recognize things and take steps to address things i think that that's certainly a sign of good leadership if it gets them before it gets to the coaches i think that's certainly a good sign all right right. all right guys
0: hey everybody how you doing Well, that's good. My name is Bill Matz. I am the director of Fun and Games for Broad Street Hockey Radio Podcasts.
2: And I am Kelly, the deputy managing editor of
0: BroadStreetHockey.com. I'm Steph Driver, the NHL editorial manager for SB Nation. And I am Charlie O'Connor, lead Flyers writer for TheAthletic.com. And together we make up BSH Radio, one of the shows that you get at the SB Nation podcast family. We have a lot coming to you this year, and we want you to listen to our show. It is just an all-Flyers, all-the-time show, so much content. I really hope you listen to it. It is a great piece of the SB Nation podcast family, along with all your other favorite sports. We all love hockey, specifically the Flyers. Let's go to the Flyers. The hockey team of Flyers. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features.
1: More to dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep
0: track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all in one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this high quality leads, fast closing deals